Getting a new vehicle can be stressful, but not at Lake Elsinore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. That's where surfers go inland to purchase their new and used vehicles. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Earth Pact, customized eco-friendly retail and e-com packaging since 1989. In a time of increasing environmental awareness, Earth Pack is an advanced supplier of affordable recycled packaging for businesses of all sizes. Earthpack provides custom products and services and continues promoting sustainability while fulfilling the individual packaging needs of eco-friendly retailers nationwide. Check them out at earthpack.com. Just live. We believe a life is meant to be lived to its fullest potential. In order to do that, you need to feel at your best, both physically and mentally. We founded this community to share what we found as professional athletes that can help people of all walks of life. So you can go out and do exactly what you're supposed to do. Just live. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Our guest this week, world tour surfer that grew up in Santa Barbara. People say there's something about that part of the coast of California because it produces superstars. Guys like Bobby stylish. Martinez, Dane Reynolds, and three-time world champion Tom Curran. Did I say super stylish? But all those guys are super but stylish. But to no surprise that our guest took a page out of Tom's playbook, and he displays speed, power, flow, and, of course, style that most surfers only dream to emulate. Aside from all his hard work and dedication, I'm pretty sure his coach and mentor, Brad Gerlach had a lot of influence, inspiration, technique, advice, and overall development to help shape the surfer he is today. We welcome the ever-talented surfer, musician, entrepreneur, and top 10 WSL surfer, Connor Seaster, Leche Boy, (laughs) maybe there's more uh, nicknames, Coffin. Right Woo! Yeah, boys. Yeah. Thanks for Holy sheep shit. What yes. an honor and a privilege to have yeah. a young gun like you on the podcast. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for having me. It's good to yeah. be here. Yeah. And, and as a surfer and a fan, you know, like we appreciate your surfing. Thank you. And I and I think a lot of people do, yeah. you know, because tricks are cool and, and that's part of surfing and the progression and I wish I could do those flips that everybody <laughs> <Me> does <laughs> but the you know you can't take away what surfing is and it's it's an artistic form of you know ripping away and, and you crush it when Thanks. you were naming off those Santa Barbara surfers I mean yeah it is kind of crazy how good and how stylish and powerful yeah. all you guys are those the guys that he just named yeah, for fucking sure. like point breaks have it uh, it must know, be the point breaks it, but it is for sure but i mean but but they got a bag of tricks they got it all you know yeah and your your brother he's your little brother right yeah he fucking rips dude. yeah he does he's so nice like, yeah his backside's so nice oh my gosh yeah and and the whole time that uh lar was giving your intro 
Like I was thinking in my head of, uh, you know how when people do turns and you go, that's like, that's what I was trying to tell Grom to do. I'm like, dude, go ahead. Murder that wave. Yeah. You know? For sure. Don't, yeah. Don't push back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. How did, uh, how'd you get into surfing? Uh, Well, I got into surfing through my dad and my uncle, actually my uncle, um, my dad got my uncle into surfing like in young. college, kind of pretty young. You know, they were actually a little bit older. And then we were on a family trip um, to Hanalei actually with my grandparents. Like we all rented a house, and I was four, and Parker was two. And my dad and my uncle were kind of like longboarding this little wave out there. And yeah. he was like, "Come on, let me like take you out." And I was like, "No, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I'm scared." And he was yeah. like, "Come on." And he kind of like drug me out, and like I just remember screaming at him to not push me into a wave. And he just sent me on a little, just a little whitewash, yeah. you know? And then I was like, boom, that was it. I was hooked. Yeah. The and drug. You felt yeah. the glide. And oh, yeah. It was all over. The cool there. little speed. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you're just like, wait, this is awesome. Let's do oh, it again. Yeah. So epic. Yeah. Mean, if you like roller coasters and water slides and stuff, I'm all, there's but no he other. Was like, four years old, yeah, bro. Yeah, that's young. But like, <laughs> to just glide and, and. Did you know how to swim yet? Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> my brother, def- my brother was two, and he stood up that day too. No way. Yeah, and then he didn't really get as into it as I did. I was like instant. Like I went home from that trip, and I was starting kindergarten. And my dad was. I'd wake him up at like five thirty and make him take me surfing before kindergarten. Sick. And uh, yeah, down to like better surfing con and stuff. And I was just crazy. so fired up on it. So. That was pretty much all I wanted to do after after I set up on a board for the first time. Yeah. And you guys, like, born and bred in uh, Santa Barbara? Like? I was born in Pasadena, actually. Okay. That's where uh, my parents met, and both their parents had been living for okay. a while. So I was born there, and then we moved up to Santa Barbara when I was three. Um, so my, pretty much your whole life, yeah. Yeah, my dad's parents. So pretty much almost all I remember is Santa Barbara. Yeah. Um, yeah. Beautiful place. Dude, it four is. years old is, I, that's pretty damn young. Right, so you bypassed boogie boarding, bypassed skateboarding. Pretty much. I mean, we did it all. I was like, I yeah. surfed. We boogie board anything at the beach. It was like if it was shore pound, we were boogie boarding. If I could surf, if my mom would let me surf, I was surfing. Yeah, we were skating all summer because the waves are flat in Santa Barbara during the summer. Yeah, we were like, we watched that show Rocket Power. You remember that? The yeah. cartoon. You I was like funny. all Parker and I wanted to be like was Rocket Power. That's, That's uh, Justin Mulford. Yeah. So our, our one of our friends that lives in Huntington, who's a moto guy, yeah, he says that the guy that made that show actually made it off him. off him. No yeah. way, and, and then, he's and then it got bit and yeah, yeah. He, we he's watched like a child that. moto prodigy. That's sick. We watch that all the time, and we're <laughs> That's like, so yeah, funny. sick. And we build bike jumps and try to launch ourselves off them and eat shit and total kid. Yeah. Did, did you trip sick. though? How cold. You know, you remember Hawaii and the, how beautiful and awesome and how fucking warm the water is. Yeah. And then you come here and you're like, holy shit, the water's freezing. I didn't even care. Like, I care now, but I yeah. didn't care back then. I was, I do like, I did Davy Smith surf camp in the winter, oh, wow. during winter break one time. And I, I just remember like I had this shitty Alita wetsuit with like zippers on the legs and it was always wet and sandy. I was just like, fuck this thing. And I just trunk it like all the time. I didn't even care. In the winter. Wow. And now I'm like total baby. I don't even. (laughs) And the four threes are dry. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. 
Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I'm not going surfing. <laughs> the suits are so good now. Too. Yeah. Like, yeah. But no, I didn't even care. My brother cared, though. My, that was why he didn't really get into it. He would just turn, he would like turn purple and it was over it. So I, I didn't really care. I was kind of like a little chunky kid anyway. So. How, how, how far apart are you guys? Two years. Two years. Yeah. That's pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. So you're full rivalry all the time. We were, yeah, we were pretty full on for a long time. <laughs> so surfing pretty much took over your yeah, life. Yeah, took over my whole life. You remember like the first board, you know, like, you know, obviously you're pretty young and yeah. you come back from Hawaii and, you know, you wanted to surf all the time. Did you guys go to the shop? Find, like, uh, use one? I, no, my dad had a couple boards. He had like a long board yeah. and then he had this old CI like with blue hexes on mm-hmm. it. I call it old blue. And that was what I rode mostly. I think it was probably like a seven, six or something you know yeah. like it was pretty much like a gun i think a yeah. CI. but he'd take me down to the con and push me in the little waves on that and then he got me a little fun shape like a fine line fun shape and mm-hmm. i rode that for that was kind of like my first board that i was like paddling into waves on on my own how big was that board seven two seven two yeah. fine line yeah fine line okay. it was like a fun shape yeah. sort of thing you know and Just then kind of like a mid-length rounded nose a yeah little bit. and that was kind of like our board you know all the boards that i rode were his boards but yeah. i would steal them and probably send them into the rocks or break a glass and fin and things ah. yeah. um and but the first board that i remember he actually got me was uh it was a uh, rip and sticks. It was like the first board that I got Ripping made sticks. for me. It was I this totally, guy like recognized the logo? I mean, I had the logo yeah. in my head. He was this dude Ripping named sticks. Phil, and he shaped like in the industrial area in Santa Barbara, like in the junkyard, basically in like a little shed. And yeah, he made me my first short Full board, backyard How board. Funny. Yeah. yeah. So was your dad a full-on surfer too? No, not at all. Like he, he got, got into it in late. college a bit yeah. and he loved it, but he was more like he was going to UCLA and would like go out to the beach and try to surf. And yeah, um, he got more into it when when we got into it. That's cool. Because he, he was so rowdy. He was like, I want to do shit with my kids. So once we were all about surfing, he was, yeah. he, you know, got way more into it. Yeah. And, and now he surfs like a bunch with us and stuff. Yeah. That's so cool. So yeah. It's fun when you... Con was like your first like spot yeah there in miramar and hammonds okay i went to school up the street from miramar up at san ysidro montecito union so my mom started picking us up after you know and we'd go down to miramar and like there's not much surf there a lot of the time so we'd boogie board or skimboard or and then when there was waves we'd surf and um so that was like the go-to after school and then were you kind of the youngest kids to to be surfing oh yeah Totally. There like weren't the, other I mean, kids your, surfing. Your classmates must have been like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. They tripped out on it. 
Yeah, one, it's, you know, like you said, it's cold and yeah. it's, you know, a lot, you know, there are sandy beaches, but there are a lot of rock, you know, it's pretty intimidating regardless where you're at, you know, but yeah, yeah. So five and six year olds are like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got, yeah, I got a seven year old and he's yeah always complaining. You started him early though. He, he's always complaining about the cold. And I'm yeah. like, dude, okay, you got a brand new four, three, okay, like no complaints. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, the suits are good now. They are. But yeah, that was that was pretty much started at Miramar and Rincon and Hammonds. Yeah. yeah. Before school or after school or whenever I could get someone to go down there with me. Yeah. So um, would you see guys like Bob Martinez and Curran? Yeah, later on for sure. Because I started one of those days at Miramar when I was down there. There was like this, this guy, JP, who I ended up being really good friends with. And he had a surf camp, like an after school surf camp. And my mom kept being like, hey, I like this guy over there. He's got this camp. I was like, I don't want to do it. I was like the most stubborn little kid ever. <laughs> Still kind of am, but yeah, uh, better now. But she was like, you should go talk to those guys. Like, he's got these other kids. You know, they were all older than me. I was probably like But she was seven, trying to encourage you yeah, to go hang like, out. Come the on, big, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, those are the guys you should Yeah, and like, with. maybe you could go surf with them instead of me having to sit here every yeah. day after school, you know? <laughs> and uh, And so eventually I, like, went over and I met some of the kids. And those ended up being, like, friends to this day for me you know That's like awesome. my friend Kokoro he's working at Channel Islands now and like we we would JP would pick us up and then Kokoro's dad ended up like working with him and he was there Japanese and Tomo was a surfer and he was like kind of coached us a little bit and hmm. started taking us to NSSAs like when my parents couldn't go and so at that point you know when I was like a little bit older then I started seeing you know being down at Rincon when the waves are good and seeing Tom and seeing Bobby and Dane and Chris Brown and yeah. you know all the boys and stuff. Joe Curran. Joe took me surfing a couple times when I was a kid. Yeah, and, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I did a lot of traveling with Joe. Yeah, yeah, such a nice guy. So so mellow. My mom like hired Joe to like give me a surf lesson one time, and he yeah. took me a couple times. And when I was like probably ten or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we do a trip. Your 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 brother's Tom. Like we just <laughs> you know we're like traveling together. Yeah. It's like dude, your brother's Tom. You know like. <laughs> And he's, I mean, he's ripped too. So Mr. Style surfer, yeah. so good. And the Malloys too. Yeah. Like there's so many good surfers from, and even all the guys that like weren't sponsored or pro surfers surfed good. You know, there's so many good surfers. Like Brian Oresco, I, I mean, yeah. like, he managed the Channel Islands team. Like yeah. BA is one of my good friends to this day. And he was such a good surfer, but just never really wanted to compete or kind yeah. of did the QS little. I was like, yeah, not for me, but. So where did you guys live? Where was your like close go-to beach, you know? Miramar and Hammonds Miramar. were pretty much the closest yeah. to our house. We lived over off Sheffield and then, and then Rincon was like 10 minutes away. So. Which is like, if it's one foot or bigger, you're there. Yeah, yeah like, pretty much. Just because it's so perfect. So long, yeah. It was such a, I think that's what is unique about where we grew up surfing and all the surfers from there because we just have, you know, points. So you get so much time on a wave, like when you actually catch a wave, but you, yeah. you know, you're doing eight or 10 turns instead of if you, you know, grew up surfing Huntington, you're doing like one or two. Yeah. And a lot of hopping and wiggling <laughs> yeah. and everything else where they're, you know, like Rincon, you finally get to like visualize and then maybe you didn't execute like a, a great turn, but then you still got 10 other opportunities yeah. to kind of correct on the same wave. Exactly. It's pretty impressive. Like, you know, when you get to a wave that good yeah. and that long. Yeah. Then you just get to keep like, you yeah. Know, yeah. You just, it's read the wave work on your style yeah. it's funny when when we talk about surfing and most of the surfers we've talked to aren't from santa barbara you know santa cruz yeah. huntington you know newport like your zone i hate to bring it up again but damn like you know chris brown 
yeah. to it for sure. Shane Stoneman, right? No, Shane Stoneman. Yeah. Right? He's from that area, no right? I don't know. I don't even I know who that is. A little I think farther Ventura, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'd have I know to that. Fact, fact check he's, you on that. Yeah. He's up from yeah. up there. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's so many freaking good surfers. Yeah. yeah. And you, you mentioned the Malloys. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's such good talent, and they're, they're all polished. What? Yeah, because you guys kind of, you know, Ventura and Oxnard kind of gets bridged into that kind of Santa Barbara scene. Yeah. It's so, you know, yeah. distant between the next, like, you know, popular towns and yeah, I mean, Timmy and Nathaniel Curran and yeah. you know, they got like, I think two other brothers or sisters. I don't know. Taylor got, and Josh. Yeah. And Josh. Yeah. yeah. yeah but they, you know, guys, even yeah. though they were Silver Strand, Oxnard area, but that's, you know, same with the Malloys. Like they're kind of what, Ojai, Ventura. Yeah. They kind of. It's are, pretty all, co- it's, it's all kind of commingled though. For yeah. sure. But then it's funny. It's still like the same, like when I was a kid and I'd go down to surf the strand, like I'd get shit and my yeah. dad's car would get waxed. And yeah. I got sent in. I was like, well, fuck, I just, I'm right up the road. Come on, you guys come up and surf Rincon. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's like those funny little, you know, or like I would never go surf a couple spots in Ventura, you know, just because yeah. I was like, I didn't really even want to deal with it. Yeah. You know? we, we talk about that a lot, how localism, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of localism. Oh, yeah. Especially in our zone. Yeah. Big time. It's yeah. Not... I mean, Rincon, you can't really have, is, are there, is there heavy localism there? Because there's so many people. And now it's a right? shit show. Like yeah. when I was a kid, you know, it seemed like it was a little bit more, you know, there's kind of like a posse that held it down. You know, there's like Aaron Ernst and Brownie and, you know, kind of like that crew. And the thing with Rincon, though, definitely there's always like, even though it's super crowded, like there's always certain couple guys kind of getting waves. And, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Really you know well. the guys that are local. That, yeah. That are they're, they're yeah. on the gyms and they, yeah. you know, they, it's, a, it's a hard, you know, not hard lineup, but you got to. You got to know what where to sit and what waves yeah. to pick. Matt Biolis asked me one time, he's like, how the fuck do you get waves out here? I was like, oh, I just burn everyone on a lost. <laughs> <laughs> on, on a lost? Yeah, I was like, if they're on a CI or a Matt Moore, I don't burn them. But if they're on a Mayhem, it's free game. <laughs> That's awesome. He, no. doesn't, he doesn't like serving crowds either. And I'm like, Dude. I, I just put on the the, 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 the blinders. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just... Guys that grew up in Huntington, because I'm from Long Beach originally, yeah. I grew up in Long Beach, and... This guy's like, I don't see anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I don't what see person anybody. on my inside. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So were you, um, like getting pretty good pretty quick or, um, you know, like, not really like honestly what, I mean, I could surf like, yeah, yeah, I was a pretty good surfer, I guess, but I wasn't like, but like five to 10, you weren't doing contests. Yeah. No, just no. kind of surfing. And... I was like, I loved surfing, but I actually started longboarding mostly at the beginning. I rode, like I, I even did some longboard club contests and shit. Like, oh, yeah. funny. yeah, I was, I'd like longboard. Cause I mean, Rincon most yeah. of the time it's small, it's waist high and it's a perfect longboard wave. And I had that JP was a longboarder. So I longboarded, my uncle was a longboarder. So yeah. I longboarded a lot. And, um, this, this Julian Wilson guy over yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> Julie's, yeah, you know, that and then off. like eggs. Like I had this little like green egg. This guy shaped me. That was a single fin. Yeah. It was like this fat, ugly board. And one day, Sean Thompson, I'd like been surfing down in the cove with my dad, and Sean was like, "Rich, you guys know like they're making these boards now with like pointed noses. <laughs> you know, like what's that thing your yeah. son's riding? You know, if you got him, get him, go see Al and get him a board with a pointy nose." And we we're like, yeah, "Well, yeah, you know." Yeah. But like I was kind of more into you know that like riding single fins and fucking longboards and just yeah just and it was like fun gliding. for the cove at rincon and like yeah. that's kind of what a lot of yeah you know, I don't know easy like, to catch and gliding yeah. i mean in hindsight like most guys you know you're just surfing whatever you can anytime you know but 
to really develop like technique and stuff, it's really good to ride. Yeah, like, I didn't even know a bunch that of equipment like that. So I had no idea that I was doing and myself weight a transfer, favor. But yeah, and, it, I think in hindsight, it was like a good, yeah. almost the best thing I could have done was like doing that instead of just getting like a little five two and just yeah. or four eight or whatever the hell it would have been, you know? And, yeah, I don't know if it was current or Richie or one of these like old school, you know, older pros were like they would ride like a step up, like the week before, a few days before the comp. Like, so if they're short boards, like a 6.0 or 6.1, they'd be on a 6.4 or 6.6. Yeah. And surfing, you know, like a to, few days yeah. or, you know, before. I think said that, right? And then, you know, you jump on your, your performance, like contest board and yeah. you're just like. It feels insane. You're, you're, yeah. yeah, it's just insane. So yeah. I, sorry, yeah. I just let a big, you know, trick out of the it's bag like, for like all those. It's a heavy back. And then, for yeah, sure yeah, yeah you get yeah. on it so lively and, and yeah. quick but yeah it's just... yeah we we talked to julian about that too it's like longboarders that transition to shortboarding have way better styles or more polished or more smooth yeah you know i think it definitely helps because this is an internal longboard fin, no no totally. <laughs> like, yeah learning the, the dynamics of a single fin and where to stand and how to turn it and yeah maneuver one it's way harder like than that glide you know yeah. you get the sense of glide and flow yeah that if you're just always on the sh on a short board you don't i don't know if you pick up as easy yeah um so yeah like i was doing that and then my brother when my brother started getting into surfing more he was more like short on to shortboard and like shred because he was really into skating we both skated but he was more like into skating and doing tricks and shit and yeah i like skating bowls but then so we kind of like started surfing together and then that was when we more started shortboarding more and more and i got um like I got that grip and sticks and then I started getting like better pretty quick and I started doing like I did the ring Kong classic and then I did like uh you know Chris had that little like surf happen series ring Kong classic and some other so we started doing all that and then once Parker and I started surfing together that was kind of when we like started getting better pretty quick because yeah. we started pushing each other your sparring partner yeah yeah totally yeah so and then he started doing NSSA with my buddy Kokoro they were did like for you yeah, I think so. I might have done it next. We were trying to like figure this out recently. I think I did. Kokoro was doing it, and he was like, you should do these. And I was like, no, no, no. And then finally I was like, okay, I'll do one. And I think my dad took me up to Santa Cruz, and I did one at the lane, and I won it. Wow. Yeah, and then Parker was like, got all psyched, and he started doing like open mini ground down here, and he's like, come on, you should come do the, like, the open mini ground. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Like. Yeah, and then and then he started doing good, and then I was like, okay, and then so you won your first contest, well, not NSSA, my first contest. NSSA. I think my first NSSA was this one at Steamer Lane, and I think I won. It was like my first or second. I was can't it remember. Explorer? Yeah, or Explorer. Open? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was at the lane. Were like, the waves good? No, there's waves. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was like a right point break, so yeah. I was like felt comfortable yeah. on it, you know. That yeah. and the, and you know it's you think Santa Barbara's cold like that's a whole new level of cold up there. Yeah, it was super know? cold. And, Froze my nuts off. And, and the the kelp, depending on like the tide and stuff, like yeah. I lost a heat up there getting stuck in the kelp. Yeah, you can you, you know I'm like, this is brutal up here. Yeah, but then Parker was really the one who like started doing the mini grom and was like fired up on competing. I wasn't like that pumped on it, and then. Once he started doing good though and was into it, I was like, oh, I want to do it too. And yeah. he kind of brought me along. And then, so who got sponsored first? Uh, and who was your first sponsor? Well, we got sponsored by A Frame one day. Awesome. Like, well, Dave Latinsky like was pretty much my uncle. Like, at sex, he ran the team at Sex Wax, and I met him at Davy Smith Surf Camp. So he like flowed us wax when we were kids, and then 
A-Frame sponsored me. Awesome. <laughs> they were kind of like my first sponsor, I guess. And then, but our first like actual sponsor was Hurley. We were. You're kidding. Yeah, ten and eight, I think. Hurley or, or Billabong? Hurley. Hurley. It was okay. right after Hurley started the Malloy's Ryan Forum, and like Taylor or Tim Curran, Pat was still on the team, and wow. and they sponsored us, and yeah, I think I was ten and Parker was eight, and uh, Brandon Gilmet sponsored us. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I rode for them for 13 years. Yeah. yeah. And Parker left like two or three years into it and went and rode for Bolton. So uh, That was yeah. a good move though. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we talk about like, you know, for sponsors or just getting sponsored, you know, mm -hmm. and, and getting those like, putting the sticker on your board is like just game changer. Totally. Like, check me out, you know, a little arrogant, but also yeah. like. You're just I got, psyched. I got a rip, oh, yeah. you know? Like, you go to school, and you're like, that's right. Yeah. I'm fucking sponsored. Yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> oh, you put it on everything. Your folder, your bike, oh, your gosh, yeah. Yeah, skateboard. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's plastered to your door to your room. Like, totally. See no, that? All See the shirt? Sh shirt's free, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, kids didn't, like, really surf. Like, we didn't know kids at our school surfed. Like, no, we like, surf, surf class or, like, no. That's no, so crazy. Not even. They're, like, surfing. 10 years old. Yeah. Getting sponsored by Hurley, who's pretty big brand. Yeah, BA, Brian Oresco, actually, was he, he wrote for Hurley, and so he set that up. We'd, like, just gotten our first CIs. We, like, you know, he gave us a board. It cost, like, $350. We each got one, and then, uh, like, a few months later, he was like, hey, I think, like, Hurley might, you know, Dave Latinsky kind of helped us, and then yeah. my dad drove us down with Dave, and then my mom, I think, we went down to Costa Mesa, and, like, sat there with freaking, you know, Ryan and Jeff Hurley, and... Sick. Yeah, met bob and they gave us a bunch of stuff we were like kids in a chocolate factory and they're just backpacking oh, clothes in there we were so fired up 10 and 8 yeah yeah dude that's sick that's yeah. amazing so cool and, yeah. and how how stoked the parents are you know oh. just like cool i don't have to buy you any clothes anymore <laughs> oh, yeah you know and like, they, you know they started paying our like entry fees and the nssa's and yeah i think they gave us like 400 bucks if we got a, like a straight a's or something yeah. Dude, that's so sick. that's impressive. Yeah. That's a good. That's a. It's a good incentive. Yeah. So did you backtrack a little bit? So A Frame was your first kind of sponsor. Yeah. Did you guys hang out there and stuff? Yeah, yeah, totally. When they first started, and... yeah, it was cool. Like a couple of my kind of little older buddies kind of like worked there, and um, yeah, those Sam and Rob were super good guys. They just had started the shop, and I, so awesome. my friend Adam took me by one day. He's like, "Yeah, this is my buddy Connor," and they're like, "Yeah, sick. Here's a sticker." And I was like, I'm sponsored. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, those guys are super cool. I mean, yeah. we, we work with them and yeah. they, you know, they're just good, good dudes, killer little shop. They got the surf school. They just, you know. Yeah. Totally. It's on Santa Claus Lane, right? Yeah. Santa, Santa Claus Lane. Yeah. 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 Too bad it's not a better surf spot out there. It's I know. Killer Beach. <laughs> now it's just shark infested. Right. Is that? That's, that's what, what I, I keep hearing. hearing. Oh, it's not really. Yeah. There's great whites out there just all day cruising and what do they do they have spotters for the surf classes and stuff on a stand-up paddleboard with a whistle like 20 feet outside the where the waves are breaking just wow. like yeah. back and That's forth smart, yeah. yeah yeah you don't want to have an accident yeah there hasn't been one but it's yeah. still a little sketchy That's insane. yeah but no those guys are super good guys so um there's a killer restaurant too that we we go camping in thanksgiving and at El Capitan. Yeah, yeah. And then on the way back, it's it's almost like a ritual. We eat that that restaurant next door. Yeah, Panera Grill. Yeah, with the burgers. Yeah, awesome. they need good burgers. Yeah. yeah, it's a good spot. But that shop is sick. Yeah, and I think we, we were telling you earlier, uh, Jay and I 
came from Huntington Surfing Sports. So yeah. Surf shops have a, not only, you know, we still deal with them, but they definitely have a special place in our hearts. Totally. Me oh, too. yeah. Me too. We, we, we uh, met, you know, Taylor Pie today and, and hung by a Surfing Sport and then, and then Duke. Our first episode. And Duke, and Duke at. Sick. Sir, yeah, that was sir, cool to me Surfside too. today yeah. was, uh, he, you know, he likes to talk. Yeah. <laughs> he, likes, he likes to throw me under the bus. Yeah. It's nothing new. But no, they're, they're you know, they're pinnacle to the community. You totally. know, with, I mean, you know, so much giving Supporting back and support to, yeah. like, you know, sponsoring Groms, giving kids like job opportunities. And then, I mean, if you're softball, volleyball, soccer, this, you know, they're, they're you know, everybody wants gift cards, you know, yeah, like yeah. fundraisers, oh, yeah, fundraisers so cool. are crazy. But, um, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we just, that's our livelihood of the industry. The backbone yeah. is, you know, these core surf shops. And yeah, totally. There's a lot of good ones up there, down here. Everywhere. Yeah, that's good to see them, like, even with all the online retail and all this stuff, like, they still have a really important place in the surf world. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so you guys are sponsored. You, you're saying that you got your first Merricks at, at 10 years old? Yeah, yeah. Something I think I got like a M4 round tail. It was nice. my first Channel Islands. Yeah, M4. What Five, was that model? Six. Just a regular short like board. A smaller wave board, I think. Smaller yeah. Yeah. Because I remember yeah. MBBs and yeah. M4s and M2. MBM. Yeah. MBM was like the Merrick Bobby Martinez. I yeah. think that was my second second one. Was an MBM. Now, now when when you were starting to get good and you saw other kids in contests right and looking what they were riding and stuff a lot of them were were riding Merricks most likely I don't I honestly don't really think there was too many kids like riding Merricks actually back then Hmm. a lot because a lot of there weren't that many kids who were into surfing when we were growing up like in our area like my friend Coco rode Merricks and then um down south, I guess the Gude- the Gudaskis always did, but yeah. then you know it was like Luke Davis and Clohe and Andrew Doheny, and those are kind of the kids that I like grew up competing a lot against, and they were all from down here, so they were on Lost, Lost, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Because for I mean, Merrick's for a long ass time dominated yeah. the the competitive market, totally the competitive scene. Yeah. So, like, when you got on them, did you like? experience like another level of surfing like oh yeah for sure because before that i've been riding these like eggs and long like mid mid lengthers yeah. and yeah. stuff i had like this I, le- I think the board before that i had was this like waterlogged green local motion that like i got at the used shop at beach house you know with yeah. glass on fins and it like flew off fucking someone at the ranch ran me over one day and it had like three huge fin marks through it like yeah the thing was like so random the contest that you won in santa cruz were you riding i actually think i was riding that locomotion (laughs) yeah i'm pretty sure how funny yeah but then i had these like boards from this guy uh in ventura his name was like parole boards or something Hmm. for probably a certain reason you think he'd been in jail a few times but like he mostly shaped like long boards (laughs) and stuff and then he made me a couple you know like a five two Hmm. i actually had a damien rakinio he shapes like some boards for he's a Santa Barbara guy. Yeah. I, I just had like random whatever I could, you know, kind of get my hands on. Yeah. And like that was the first board that someone actually put any thought, I think, into. It's like, okay, you're kind of like this big and you kind of surf like this. Okay, cool. Like, here's that, you know? 
it's so hard to when you're a kid. Yeah, you just you're, keep growing. You're growing so fast, yeah. and your ability is getting so much better, and totally. you're getting stronger. Like I'm, I'm dealing that right now with my 13 year old. It's like yeah. every time we order a board, it's like another half a liter, another inch, another yeah. half liter, another inch, another. You know, it's like within a couple totally. months. Yeah, yeah. But it's so, like, it's so <clears throat> different. Back then, I mean, it was like I had one. You know, one one board, board for everything. Maybe, maybe yeah. I got a second one somewhere in there. Yeah, and you know, I'd always get the board like way bigger than it probably should be for me because then you'd kind of grow into it. So I was always riding a longer board, and I think that was something that helped my surfing. You know, like on the points, you could get away with it because you're riding a point break, and it was helping me learn how to use my rail and yeah. draw turns and stuff. So, but it was never like I didn't have like the five. Oh, and then the five one. I was like, I got a yeah. five six, and then I was like, okay, a little while later, okay, I got a five ten, you know, or whatever. It's like bigger increments. Yeah, so you have one or two boards, and you just make them work. I was surfing with some kids on the Gold Coast that, like, JS just sponsored. They're like eleven or twelve, and they had like a quiver twenty. I was like, hell, that's like my quiver now. I was like, that's sick. You <laughs> that's know? crazy, right? Yeah, and they're like going through them, and like, you know, they're talking rockers and shit. I had no idea about any of this stuff. Wow. Isn't that interesting, huh? Yeah. Well, it's funny how there's so many different variables in a surfboard. Yeah. Rocker, thickness, V, whatever, fins. But, you know, if you think too, you overthink it, it's like it messes you up anyway. Totally. Yeah. And, And you should be able to, you know. Just pick it up and put it on your arm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you know, as you, that one's gonna feel good. That's gonna work. I think yeah, a lot of it's mental too. For you know, sure. like, sticker plate place sticker. has to be right. <laughs> yeah, all all the above. But no, yeah, I mean, just working through a board and trying to figure it out. You know, like of course, you know, when you jump on a board, you want it to work like you're mind surfing. Right you off, know? Yeah. right off the bat. Yeah. yeah, I always found out that like if the board was stiff right away it wasn't going to be good if it was super squirrely then i think it had potential because you could kind of like compensate and and work around something that's really loose and sensitive and you know but yeah it's 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 hard and some boards you you have to kind of give you know got to give it a few tries totally you know yeah some guys are like nope that one's got and i'm like conditions what you don't yeah. know or i remember like bobby when we were like i was a kid i'd go in and be like where are all these bobby boards like, he, didn't, he didn't like the way they felt you know he just yeah yeah or like a huge story of andy you know getting like 15 jasses and like oh this one feels good and like oh not that one not yeah that one's like, a little, he- tried, a little heavy i don't know i always tripped out on that because like some a few boards i've had that i've loved over the years so i was like at first i was like i don't know this thing feels kind of weird like maybe it feels too thick or something but it was better because it was kind of thick and you yeah. got a little more on top of the water, a little more glide. And if it still turned, it was, yeah, could be even better. I don't know. What's crazy is no matter how good of a shaper is. And if it even comes from a machine, like so many other things have to happen right or wrong for a board to be magic. Totally. Right? Sure. Oh yeah. I had a couple magic boards. I'm like, please just replicate this like, yeah. as many as you can. And you know, they're fine, you know, going through it like a, yeah. you know, fine tooth comb and looking yeah. and like, dude, this, this this board the rocker it's twisted yeah like it was like and it twist was, those are always the best ones. and i was like <laughs> yeah. what and then yeah. like this other one like the fins were just off like yeah or the fins are set super straight just, up and down or super out was, something weird it's just the funkiest stuff and, or one rail you know like some shapers have like a calibration you know and then they go to the other rail and it's off yeah you know volume a little bit yeah. i mean that's the imperfections but 
Yeah, you, you, you know, I just wish you could get like the same board I know, over and over and over. Keeps that <laughs> so you guys started getting serious about competitive surfing. Yeah, yeah. Started Explorer full time, yeah, and then Explorer, and open. then Parker started doing the open, and then I started doing that too, and then yeah, we just started duking it out. And, and my like my parents didn't know anything about surfing. No. Yeah, and they were like. Like, like, okay, we got like, to travel cool. San Diego and HB yeah, like, and Oceanside. And, and they were rad. They took us as much as they could to all these contests yeah. and like wanted to figure it out. And like my dad, you know, was, he competed in other things as a kid. So he was like, okay, cool. And like, he was like, okay, the bottom turn, that's important. So he made us watch like searching for Tom Curran. And then he'd like score huh. us on our bottom turns, you know, like, wow, just random shit. But he was like, I think he saw how they saw how into it we were and like wanted to win. So yeah. they're like, how, like, how can we help them, you know? And so we ended up like, getting you know my friend Kokoro's dad kind of started coaching us and stuff and he kind of mostly just figured it out really but he yeah. helped us a ton and yeah we started started doing pretty good and then I won the Explorer Boys no Explorer Menahini at Nationals when I was 12 and that was kind of the first time I think where my parents or anything were like oh like okay it's like, yeah. actually pretty good you know like yeah. maybe it's a thing because in the finals like Kolohe and Luke Davis yeah. and um you know, Keanu Singh, I think, and like all these, like Chloe was supposed to win, and yeah, and then I beat him, and I was like, so, so you beat kid? Chloe in the final? Yeah, yeah, That's pretty huge. Random. Yeah. yeah, he probably won like eight other divisions at national. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know, still, I mean, he, both of you guys have gotten to that pinnacle of the sport. Yeah, but um, but you know, he's Dino Andino's kid. Yeah, who is a you know, standout surfer himself, you know, over oh, the yeah, years. For sure. Oh, and Chloe, like, even at that age, he was just getting groomed to, yeah. you know, be on the tour. He was already going to, like, CT events and stuff. So, yeah, it was pretty, everyone, I mean, I surprised myself. Yeah. I didn't really expect to win. And, and when you would say, so I think, you know, when you're talking about coaching, you're, like, 12, and, like, what does that imply? Like, somebody it's like, contest strategy, like, down there on the beach, telling you, like, hey, like, catch, you know? Yeah, like, I guess that's kind of mostly what it was. That's like, kind of like... like He'd take us surfing after school, and we'd kind of run, run like, like mock heats, you know. Yeah, practice yeah. heats. Like, yeah. hey, you got 15 minutes. Okay, go, you know, I'll score you in how many exactly. ways in 15 minutes. Just... That's like what we were doing. You know, it was me and my brother and Kokoro and, like, maybe another kid or two yeah. or whatever. And, and you, you kind of start doing that anyways, like, yeah. without a coach. Like, you're out with your buddies. Okay, we're, we're running a 20-minute heat, and yeah. you're watching from behind or around. And... Yeah, so it wasn't anything, like, super serious. But, yeah. but it just was, like, fun, you know, and we'd all, like, we were, I mean, I was competitive really competitive then especially like with parker and our buddies it was like we had this sick little yeah crew and then so it, it really helped i think just to have like that little bit of that like crew that we were surfing with all the time and doing these little mock heats and and yeah it was sick it was super fun were the waves good for that final against chloe uh it wasn't too good it was like head high but like really inconsistent and that was, I think, why I won. Everyone was like catching all these insiders, and I got like one, four, five, or something. And I sat off the back and got this like the biggest set that came was a left. And I did like six turns on it and got like a nine or something. So, and it was at lowers, yeah, it was at lowers, yeah, Chloe spot, yeah, yeah, because that, that's kind of rad to hear stories like that, you know, that people probably don't know or, or haven't heard of in a yeah, long time, totally. And yeah, and like that, and that, and then that, things like that, like project you. Oh, in, in after your that, mind. I just remember going like, whoa, like, yeah. I actually I had so much confidence from that. Like, I felt like my surfing just started yeah. getting better and better and better. And it was like, you know, Hurley was kind of like, whoa, okay, like this kid won nationals. Yeah. I got to do like a trip after that to 
Nicaragua with like Evan Gosman and Kai Barger and like Brandon Gilmet took us down there and it was like all of a sudden you know going on a trip with yeah. these guys to get waves. It was taking photos. It's a, it's a and pivotal, stuff. It was like pivotal moment in your yeah in your career where you get noticed and then they're like, whoa, Connor could be fucking one of the guys. Yeah, and even right? just for my parents too. I think all of a sudden they're like, okay, well shit, he's like won this kind of big contest and like maybe this is actually a thing so it kind of went from like surfing being something that was like you know they've never let me homeschool or something for like not not that they didn't take it seriously but they more just thought it was like a hobby you know and all of a sudden yeah. like, boy he's actually like pretty good so yeah. i think it gave them like a level of confidence and supporting it you know beyond just like a hobby yeah well, the contest scene you know you're you grew up in your town in your hood and you got the same people every day of the week that you surf with and then when you go to a contest now you're surfing against like the best guys in every town up and down the coast yeah and it really opens your eyes on like and you know pumps you up like oh shit like yeah. that guy oh and you start knowing the names you see them at the next contest yeah you're sizing each other there's a lot outside of just the 20 minute or 15 minute jersey heat yeah, yeah. The free surfs on the side of the contest the you know, and then the just the the bonding, like yeah, yeah. If you come up to, you know, Santa Barbara, hit me up. And if yeah. you come down to lower, you know, like yeah, then you start sad. developing like cool yeah. relationships. Totally. But, and honestly, like when your parents are probably thinking about, you know, what is surfing going to be a career? Like, yeah. What is this going to be? Right. Like they're stoked that you're you have a hobby. Like, yeah, and a passion, you a passion, and you're fired up. Yeah. Right. And and then but they're going to these contests and they're seeing all the other parents and the kids and. It's a, it's a big deal. Like yeah. NSSAs are a big freaking deal where it's the the step to the pros. Yeah, totally. And here you are, right, winning this contest against, you know, guys that should be beating you, right? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. But you win the thing yeah. and they're like, "Whoa, like, you know, and and I'm sure they they're talking to the Hurley, you know, team and like hearing all these things that are letting them know like, whoa, like this could be a career path. This yeah. could be something that, you know. Yeah, like your guys are getting to take care of at a young age. And I mean, it's probably, it's not like any other sport where, you know, you're going on a trip with a sponsor at like, you know, 13 or 14 or 12, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, like most people are travel, travel ball with, you know, baseball or a club, you know, yeah. and you're kind of. There's not you, that much like involvement from sponsors. There is no sponsors. Yeah, uh, I I played soccer and like uh, for a while, and I, my dad made us do a team sport, and I hated it. And then I I played baseball and I pitched for a while, and I hated that too. I was like, I just want to go surfing. Like this sucks. <laughs> you know, I'd have to like go to baseball practice or go to a game on the weekends. I was like, this is fucked. So finally, I got. Both of you and Parker. Yeah, I, I swear he made me do it longer than Parker. <laughs> I was pretty good at baseball actually, but I was just over it. I just wanted to go yeah. surfing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're lucky you played baseball and soccer. My mom made me play the accordion. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I might have been more pumped on that. Yeah. So when did you, yeah we know you you play music and and um, you know when, when did you fall in love with music at that uh, age or yeah, well, yeah I, I love music guitar, like my right? dad my dad always just loved classic rock so like we you know driving to surf and stuff like he was always just playing the radio and, yeah uh, we played this game where it was like if you guessed the artist you got a point like the song name was like two points so i don't know i just How got into it yeah it was fun and then um and then i started playing guitar a little bit like my my buddy jp played and he taught me like a few chords when i was like 12 or something i was yeah. kind of over it i was like yeah 
then when I was like 14, I started playing. I was kind of just learned from him and like sitting in my room trying to like learn yeah. Kirk Hammett solos. I was like, love Metallica. <laughs> yeah. And so I'd like sit in my room and like look up the tab to like Kirk Hammett, like fade to black solo and like sit there and try to learn it for hours on end. And I was kind of self-taught. And then I, when I was 18, I, my, we went to see the stones for my dad's birthday, Sick. his 50th birthday. And I was like, wow, this is the sickest thing ever. So I got all fired up and wanted to learn how to play, like kind of actually play. So yeah. That was when I got into it, like got into it and started traveling with a little guitar. And I had a few buddies in, in bands at home um, that were shredding guitar players. So I just like try to learn as much as I could from yeah. them and started playing with them. Yeah. That's I don't know. Thing. I got like it got to the point, I guess, doing the QS where I was like on the road so much kind of, you know, most a lot of the time you're by yourself or sitting in a hotel room. I was like, I need something to do. So I just started playing. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, yeah. it's was it, YouTube around then, or did you start YouTube? Like, wasn't around when I first started, but yeah. now, like, now if I want to learn something or I like, just like something that I can't figure out, I'm like, and I just watch some guy do it a few times. I'm like, oh, that's what that's what yeah. it is. You know, it is put like it's crazy. Whatever it is you want to learn, you yeah, can find anything. I, I, oh, I'm like, I want to learn how to change this fucking part on my <laughs> yeah old diesel engine in the boat and there's some guy somewhere yeah. doing it i'm like holy shit yeah i put a lot That's of people out of, out of business you know yeah. and i mean it's no there's still a lot of lazy people yeah, <laughs> yeah there, there well and you still screw it up yeah i still screw up plenty of things i'm like oh i probably should have just paid someone to do it yeah but you know it's the it's the heart of doing it and learning it you know yeah. and then it's like okay i i did it now i'm i'm good now i'll hire everybody else but you got to get yeah got to learn in a tough way sometimes totally i like learning stuff so so um nssas did you do wsas too or uh, that wasn't really a thing when i was doing it i guess later on they did the the prime the us team primes or yeah I, what was that the thing to get you on the isa teams okay what it was called maybe they also are wsa primes or something yeah Whatever. i don't know yeah. but yeah i did those like the i don't USA know if I team and... haven't paid attention to like usa surf team yeah like it was always it was like kind of you could get through it through NSSA and then at one point they like made it two different things and now there's like that USA championships is at Lowers and the Nationals is at Huntington it's so dumb it should just all be one thing I yeah think, but yeah like compete locally you know whatever is convenient that you could get the most practice and then yeah. have like kind of a, a, a rated like junior yeah tour that's once just you, once like an easy path yeah, yeah. like one path not <laughs> I don't just know. too much when we were kids. Is like you need to have to do the USA well, Prime Champion this thing to get to that thing. And you're like, oh, like, yeah. I'm oh, I'm like crazy. so far removed because you know I got a 13 year old that wants to start. I've been holding them off. You yeah. Know? I'm like, nobody's gonna care what you did at 12 and 13, dude. You yeah. Know? Like, just go have fun. Yeah. Let's go surf. Well, that's good and, advice. You know, but there's a lot of benefits of competing. Like I said, you know, the relationships and yeah. knowing yeah. who's who and yeah, and and, and then like outside the jersey you know the competitiveness like just being there on the weekend it's kind of just like giving you that those like it's almost like little milestones you know you're like oh, yeah. okay i got so, like i made the semis last weekend oh, oh i made the final like yeah. this one like, but i have like, to ask people like what do we do i don't yeah. even know what to do like what do i put them in like yeah, it's like totally. it's yeah. so far well, i think I too like when you're in a in that like setting with other groms that you know you want to be yeah, that just totally forces you to get better and better. For sure, because uh, you know, just natural competitiveness. The, the, I think you feel when you're like a teenager. You just, yeah, you know, like oh, the yeah. crap yeah. talking that you're yeah. gonna do afterwards. You know, like totally. Dude, 
Meet you again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chloe, I like? meet you again. I got your <laughs> oh, number. That didn't happen too many times. But Parker and I, though, we, we had some good ones. We had some, some car rides with very few words said off the yeah. episodes, for sure. But it, it's I mean, sibling rivalry. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's people that kind of hit their stride at different parts of, you know, their surfing contest development or whatever. And I just remember, like, losing to guys all the time and other guys that, like, did well on tour, you know, they're yeah. like, like Shay Lopez. He was like maybe a year older than me, but like we were in the same division mostly, but that guy just powered through every heat. He was in yeah. every like national final, every like US final. I was like, yeah. and I, you know, he'd be in the first, second, third, and I'd be on the bottom like bracket. I'm like, I don't, I don't think I'd ever be Deffenbaugh, Jeff Deffenbaugh. It's like competitors. So yeah. like, you know, you just got those guys that just, they're machines. Totally. Cause I mean, great surfers, but they just yeah. knew where to sit, what waves. I'm like, competing and surfing are like, they're the same, but they're also very different. Yeah. I don't know. It's being a good competitor and being a good surfer, two different things. Two different things. And yeah. You gotta marry the two if you wanna be on a tour. Lar never married the two. No. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. It is. I'm still trying to do it today. It's tough. Yeah. 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 And then, I mean, we were fortunate enough, like, I mean, you know, Huntington's like a big, you know, surf town and yeah, you know, we had um, a junior high like surf team. We didn't really compete, but you know, just to, to meet up a few oh, days a week yeah. and then Did high school, school have a surf team now. No, that's, I mean, a whole other segue is like we, I, I started homeschooling after seventh grade cause we, my parents, I hated school actually from like a young age. I just didn't like going, I used to get like migraine headaches at school and was like, did way better just being outside. So my mom finally, like after seventh grade, she, that was, I think, maybe when I won the Nationals or whatever. And she was like, I've been begging her to let me homeschool because a couple of my older buddies were doing it. Yeah. And she finally was like, all right. I'll like, I think she saw more just like how much I disliked going to school and like I sitting inside. I hear that. So, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so she finally let, she was like, okay, I'll let you try it. And I like loved it. And because yeah. and, I really liked learning. Like I, I, and I got good grades. Like I always, I was on like the math Super Bowl team in yeah. elementary school. Like it wasn't that I like sucked at school or anything or I just wanted to be outside and like felt like if I just sit there all day and, I was like, yeah. and then I got to go do homework you know so finally it's I was like day. okay I was like let me just try this and so I'd like power my work and then I'd be like okay I'm going surfing and it was so much better so I started doing that in eighth grade and then I did like eighth and ninth grade I think and then I started just doing I could do like dual enrollment I could go to the city college at Santa Barbara and get like high school credits for college classes, but also college credits. Wow. So I started doing that. Like nice. I took biology and like algebra and like an English class. And then I ended up just testing out of high school when I was like 15 and just going to the city college. And so you went to city college at 15. Yeah. Yeah. Like you went to physically, you physically yeah, yeah, went to classes. My mom would drop me off. Yeah. How funny. Yeah. Because well, I mean, the, the, the class scheduling on, on those classes is probably like you meet English like once a week or yeah, like twice you know, a week, twice a week yeah. at the most. But I had like, like homeschool stuff on the side, you know, and then, but then I ended up just, I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to do this college yeah. path anyways, you know? And like they had this thing where if you, I think they still have it. It's like, if you get a certain GPA and you check like two years of these certain classes off, you're guaranteed transfer into like any USC or any UC you want. So I was like, well, I'll just start working towards that. And if I, you know, do it, cool. And if not, all good. Like, I'll, whatever, maybe, you know, surfing works out. So, yeah, I started just going to the city college full time. And then and then I kind of transitioned from that to doing it online. 
and then they and then I was like you know 16 17 I was like going on boat trips and stuff and they'd be like <laughs> you're like you you're have gone. to turn this stuff in every week and I was like well, well give I'm me the work for, early yeah. I'm gone for two weeks I'll do it all and they're like no so I just I kind of just gave up yeah. it, was, it, it got too hard they yeah, were they like weren't willing to work with you at all. At least you so. tried. Yeah, I tried. So <laughs> I have like almost two years of it done. So yeah. if I ever wanted to go back and do it, like yeah. it's not like I'm starting from scratch, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah. What, what um you, you you mentioned you know your first introduction to surfing in in Kauai. Where what other trips you know as you're growing up you're now you're a surfer at like eight ten twelve. Yeah. Well, mom, dad, let's we're family trips going here. Like, yeah. Were you starting to kind of put some input on where you guys wanted to go? Well, they are so rad. Like my mom loves the beach. She didn't surf at all, and my dad loved to like surf and go to the beach. So it was pretty. Like we did Hawaii, you know, like a handful of times in there from yeah. like you know that first time to when I was like ten, and then the first like we went to Tavarua because my dad won a trip, and he's like. Jack Johnson played at the Arlington Theater in Santa Barbara, and my I remember being a kid, and my parents were like, yeah, yeah, like, babysitter, we're going to this thing, and, like, came the next day, it was like, he'd gotten kind of drunk and bought, like, $100 worth of raffle tickets You're for dead. this, like, Heal the Ocean benefit thing, you know, Jack was playing, and he got kind of pickled, bought these raffle tickets, and he won every prize. He won, like, three, I'm like, not even kidding, he won four surfboards in a row, and then he kept, like, so he'd win one, he'd go back up and, like, trade it in for the next one basically he's like i can't take all these and then the grand prize was a trip to tavarua for one person he won that too so he like takes the last board up and is like sick i'll take that you know that trip and they trading up yeah yeah and so and it was for like one person and he was like well i don't really want to he's like not hardcore he's like i don't want to go by myself and so my mom like called him and they were super cool it was like genie clark and was like yeah cool like we won't charge you for the kids they're like eight and ten yeah yeah, and we went during it was like the week before Christmas or something and yeah. we all went and it was so sick that was like the best like they surprised wow. us it was our Christmas present I think we went the next year for Christmas or something and we were just mind blown like sickest trip ever I've never been to Tavra oh I, it was insane I went a couple times but like and that was actually I met Taylor Pye because like I think the week was like we got on the HSS week or something it was like one hilarious. of the weeks what we a small there. world, yeah. Right? yeah. And so I got to meet all these, like, the boatmen. It was, like, Derek Dunphy and Johnny Maher and, like, these San Diego guys. And they were, like, ripping. And Dylan Fish was the manager. And I was, like, this little grom, you know, like, helmet on, surfing cloud break. Like, not big, but, like, head high, you know. Like, yeah. Johnny Maher and Derek would, like, come and drag me off the reef to get me back out. Because I could, like, catch a wave and ride it. But I couldn't get back out because there's so, no channel. Yeah. And so, so they helped me. And then... And they were like, boatmen. And I was like, boatmen? I was like, yeah. this is the best thing ever. Yeah. I was like, you guys stay here for four months and you get to surf cloud break every day? I was like, well, this is what I want to do. <laughs> and so that was my like new obsession. I was like, I just want to be a boatman. Yeah. And so. At 10 years old. Yeah. And they're like, you're too young. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but I ended up getting, like, I just made really good friends with like Dylan and, and then the Isbells, um, like their daughters and their family. So. We became super good family friends. We we got to go back as a family a couple of times. Then I went back and did the uh, boatman lifeguard thing like three or three times probably. Wow! So yeah. you did do it? Yeah, yeah. Way That's later, awesome. after when I was like eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. Before you went to CT. Yeah. Right wow. Bottom tour. Go yeah. go work on you know some backhand and barrel riding and so I mean that place is yeah. It's the sickest wave. It's so sick, but it yeah. it, it gets it, huge. It's freaking gnarly. Yeah. It's so what? Wave. 
So what? that was like the first surf trip that we, besides going to Hawaii, I guess, which yeah. were six surf trips too, we do always do like, we did uh, Puumana in Maui, like little mellow wave and yeah. rode my fine line out there. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but, but my parents love to travel, so we were super lucky as like yeah. from a young age to get to do some really cool family trips with them. Yeah. Um, what was your first, do you remember what your first big waves were, where, where they were? Probably cloud, like I remember... I shit my wetsuit at Rincon one day. <laughs> I remember going out and I was like on my fine line. It was kind of big and like I had this weird thing. I like hated shitting in porta potties and it was like, I don't know. I feel like it was way overhead and my dad was like, come on. And I was like pretty young. I don't know. I was like eight. And I was like, oh, and I was like, I got to shit. I got to shit. And he's like, we'll go in the porta potty. And I was like, walking. I was like, Wah! I was like, I can't go in here. And so I was like, whatever. It went away. Let's go out. And I just like remember being out there and I was like, it's kind of big out here and like fully just shit my wetsuit. So that was like the, at that point the biggest waves I'd surf. Because there's there's not really a, a channel there either. No. And and when it breaks, it's like I mean corduroy like yeah. out the sea. So, so it's kind of out there. You're it's like overhead clean. probably, you know. I don't know, whatever. And then but like the first kind of bigger gnarly waves I surfed were uh was cloud break that trip. Like yeah. It was probably, you know, a little overhead and, and I caught some waves. There's some little pictures of me somewhere and like a helmet just like that's so sick. Going, yeah, and all those guys were like tripping that I was out there, so that was cool. And then, did you um, get restaurants that trip? We was did, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the North Shore, like Hurley took me over there when I was thirteen, and I surfed. I called out at Pipe with um, Otto Flores and a Mayan. They took nice. me out at Pipe one afternoon, yeah. So, First time. Yeah, I remember like the night before we'd been there for like a week, and it was like November, so it was small and shitty. We were like surfing little log cabins in Rockies, and then. There was this like first saw the season coming and I remember I couldn't sleep the whole night. And I like, rode my bike down at the trail and off the wall in like the middle of the night because I couldn't sleep and I like left the house at logs and just like went and sat and watched off the wall in the dark. And it was like full moon actually, so I could see the waves. I was like, holy shit, it's huge. And the next morning we like went over and looked at pipe from the beach park and I was like, How do guys like how are guys even surfing that? Like, yeah. now I know looking into it, it looks way gnarlier. Like, when you're looking at it from down there, it's just like, Whoa. Yeah. I was like, back. I can't surf that. I was yeah. like, so we went and surfed somewhere else, and then the swell dropped a little bit later, and I piled out with those guys. I got some waves. That's yeah, awesome. I was kind of surfing the, like, gums, you know, like, But just knowing, like, that pipeline, and knowing everything you saw in, in mags, and, uh, and yeah. pictures, and videos, and just, I mean, you're... It's so intimidating. Oh, it was so intimidating. Before you even yeah. paddle out. Seeing, like, Sonny Garcia out and all those guys and, like, the pack that's getting waves. I was just like, whoa, this is nuts. Yeah, we've seen you... Char I mean, you and Jay are exceptional surfers. Thanks, bud. You even more. <laughs> you actually gave me a compliment over here. Uh, but, you know, the, the separation of men and boys in places like Hawaii in waves of consequence, it's like... Like how, it, it's mind blowing to guys like me, yeah. How guys like you get the cojones to you know? Well, you up. work your you work your way up. Yeah. You know you you. But build, the working of the way up you, is so like unimaginable. You, yeah, I mean, I always liked like <laughs> I was never really scared. I was just like I'm more I'm almost more cautious now probably just because I've gotten hurt and stuff and yeah you know bounced off enough reefs. But like when I was young, I was like whatever i was like let's i was just part of the game go. part yeah. of the deal yeah but, but like getting worked by a like a big wave and losing your board and not knowing where you know what i mean like that yeah. scares the hell out of yeah. me yeah i remember the 
Chris and Keith Malloy, we were out at sunset, like, like just, you know, when you get to Hawaii and it's like, man, I hope I get a couple of like six, eight foot days before like it yeah. gets really big. And we, we pal at sunset and it was like really big. And yeah. I get cleaned by a set, break my board and, you know, Chris is like, swim to the, you know, swim, swim it, you know, swim yeah, to no, the freaking point, the channel, swim yeah. to the point, you know, like just because you can't help people out there. No. Like, you know, like you're on your own. Even there's 50 surfers out there. Like, of course, like you're drowning, like somebody's going to be yeah. right there. But, but you don't wait, embarrass yourself. No, no yeah. not even that. But then wait, I mean, it's just, it's such a big area. But regardless, like there's certain spots where, you know, if you get a broken board or your leash, like they're current and you know, you, you just got to be an, aware of what to do. Yeah. You totally. know, and you think, oh, swim to the channel. Well, you're not getting in that way. You're going to get swept out to sea yeah. and then you're going to, it's going to be 10 times more work versus taking a few on the head. And it's, it's you know, you so there's, the there's trick, not tricks, but there's techniques of like what each spot is yeah, like. totally. But when we were kids, like, and I wrote for Quicksilver, like, you know, like you were at Hurley for like 13 years, I was like Quicksilver for like just that long. And they were like, you don't charge in Hawaii, you're not turning pro. You're not yeah. going to be sponsored. Like, totally. that was kind of like, if you don't go charge Hawaii, then yeah. you're, there's no reason to be a pro server. Yeah. Like, so you have that on your shoulders. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, fuck, I got to go. Like, fucking surf. Totally. Take off. Get yeah. some lumps. But yeah. none of that way, man, fucking how to reach it. Yeah, I definitely got it. Yeah. No. I no like thanks. surfing big waves. I always kind of wanted to do it, but I just, I don't know, the contests and stuff or whatever. I kinda yeah. I was like, oh, like, hard to find a good window to do it. Like, go surf mouse and stuff. But I feel like I'll do it at some point. Yeah. Maybe now. <laughs> Maybe so not. Your first, Maybe. Your first time surfing real pipe. Do you remember that day and do you remember like catching your first real wave? Yeah, I mean, I didn't get like a real pipe wave that day, but I got some, you know, like whatever shoulders and some gums, little barrels. Shitty closeouts because all the boys were taking the gums. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they were, you know, I don't know, they were like four footers and little yeah. left tubes and shit, but it was cool. Sure, pipe. That's all yeah, that matters. I was like, out there. Check. I think the first, like, we went back as a family and like, the next March or something, I think I was like 14 or like later, maybe that was just later that year. And I surfed like a few days at pipe then. And I remember like the first being out there and later season, it was like, there were so many less people. And I had kind of find these little windows out there and like probably shouldn't have been out there, but yeah, I remember getting like a real pipe wave that day and yeah. pulling into this thing and was like, Oh my God, I'm in, I didn't make it. I think I ended up like getting so fired up. Like I made it off the bottom and I was like in there and I went Vroom, over the top. <laughs> got smoked but yeah i loved it like i i wanted to be out there all the time yeah yeah and, and I mean, that's like the the spot i mean yeah holiva is such a freaking fun rippable wave sunset's fun it can be but it's super ch every wave's challenging yeah but like off the wall backdoor pipe is like yeah you know you get a good one there People are gonna see. It. You get a good one at some, you know, like it's, yeah. you know, well, when the waves no claim to fame. When the uh, waves get like, I mean, surf when it's at overhead there, yeah. and more, it's so much more powerful. So powerful, yeah. I mean, I used to it's be scary super as heck. You know, oh, like, the, so the, the ten foot days at like wasn't second reef and then the, the double ups. Like there's yeah. certain swells where if it's really west. You know, in the in the way you know, and it's not back door, and it's just you know, you're, it's way more manageable. And then when you get the north, and it's shifty, and then there's yeah. rights, 
And as a regular foot, you're like, I want to fucking ride. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. But you're going to no man's land. Yeah. But there's just different swells that totally change the oh, dynamic yeah. of the wave. And the ones that, like, are just just these first reef, just big enough to where it's, like, maxed out first reef is the yeah. scariest. Yeah. I'll there's tell you, so many different faces to it. It's yeah. crazy over there. Yeah. Been, I mean, there's been days where it's, like, 10 foot. But, like, this Perfect. winter, yeah. there was, like... No wind and splitting peaks of yeah. like bomb after bomb for yeah. like weeks on end. I couldn't. The crowd's it. so gnarly. That's like the waves, one thing, but the crowd. I mean, it feels more crowded now. I think than yeah. ever. That's what and I would be so, so intimidated. It's like, gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, because there's like a lot of good fucking surfers. Yeah, there. there's so many good surfers, and like yeah. there's a whole new pack on the North Shore that's like, like this is our spot, you yeah. know, and it's. And then there's that all, everyone's all hungry, you know, and I feel like the social media, like, oh, post my good wave on Instagram afterward just makes everyone want it that much more. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I don't know. I've, I struggled now to get waves more than probably when I was a kid. It seems like. Yeah. It's, it's tough over there. Yeah. But man, so I just go out in the dark. That's the only time I'm like, (laughs) out in the dark, try to get my one or two waves before anyone gets out and then that's it. Go in. So you do really well amateur, like throughout pretty much and then like yeah, I did, was there I did QS's okay. in like US that, what year are yeah, we talking about I like, kind of started doing the QS's a bit just like the local ones you know when I was like 16 or whatever yeah. and then we had the pro junior circuit was killer okay so like you know all those big QS's there was like you know pro junior at the US Open pro junior yep. at the at Trestles I did that um, and then did that like pro junior started doing that pro junior circuit i guess was kind of the first like step up from nssa i never won another national title i did like you know second at open men's i think second in open juniors i got second a lot <laughs> and uh and then i did the juniors and did pretty well in those though like yeah. ended up making the world juniors i think like two or three years in a row and um and uh never did too well there though but yeah. had some you know like some whatever promise one year i think i made the quarters that was nice. sick contest so yeah good. so we scored it but yeah, and then doing the QS, and then, um, yeah, I did, I kind of, the first year I, like, did the Q, kind of did the QS, I was like, because you used to have to get, you know, like, there's contests everywhere, but it was like, okay, three stars, six star, yeah, you had to map it out. stars, and I was like, map it out, and I was like, okay, well, I gotta get my seats, and next year I'm in the ten stars, I, like, just, I think I got, like, did pretty good, maybe at, like, a three star, and, like, a six star, and then I went to Portugal, I got into the, the 10,000 later in the year, and I got second. Nice. I think I was like eight, um, 19 or something and tw- or maybe 20, maybe that's 20. And I was like really close to qualifying and I went to Hawaii and had like Holly Evo and Sunset to like get one result and I just crumbled. It was so like Holly Evo was kind of shitty little laughs and yeah. I was like totally lost and then Sunset was like a thousand feet. It was like the Black Friday <laughs> swell. It was like the swell of the year and like pipe, I, I just, I was first here the day and it was like whitewashed across the fucking horizon. I was like... What is this? I was like riding some seven six. I didn't even like know how to turn. So, yeah, I didn't. Poncho and Ian Walsh beat me in that heat. And uh, then I was like, okay. And then the next year I did the QS. Like, okay, sick. Like I got my seed. seed. Like I almost did it last year. Like I'm gonna yeah. do it. And I literally made like two heats the whole year. Oh. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, how? But because did I... of the seeding, you still have decent points. But yeah. Not... So I was still like, I think at Holly Eve, I needed to like make some heats just to even have a good seed for the next year and like yeah. be in all the highest rated. And I did okay. I made like three or four heats or whatever. So I was in it. And then I went the next year and Parker and I actually went to like the first two six stars in Australia together. And I like, same thing, didn't even make a heat. And I was like, I made one heat maybe. 
And I was just so pissed and over it. I was like, told him, I was like, dude, I'm quitting. I was like, this sucks. Yeah. How old are you at this point? I was like 21. And I was so frustrated with it. You were already pro then, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, I was riding for Hurley and I'd like, you know, done like Kai's movies like the last couple years and a bunch of, you know, everything was going super well outside of like competing. Yeah. We'd made like our, that Highline film, I think somewhere in there and done another movie or two and yeah I was I was having like a blast doing all that and I was yeah. just like Fuck, why can't I make a heat you know and uh and so that was kind of like the lowest point probably for me from like a competitive standpoint of like I was pretty much just over it and didn't really want to do it anymore yeah it's a long year yeah. you know and and there's a few big events but they're sprinkled out like and if you don't do well in the big events, it's like it's a climbing uphill the whole time. Yeah. You know, totally. so you get a good jump start, but then it works the other way. Like you could start off really well and then just bomb. And then, I mean, it all, it's very, very rare that you make the tour before Hawaii. Anybody, you yeah. know, like, it, oh, yeah, it's it's that competitive. Like it's rare. Like somebody, you know, is like, oh, I smoked, you know, all the events and I'm, I'm sitting sweet and don't even have to compete in Hawaii. It's like they have two big events in Hawaii because of that. Yeah, you know? totally. Like, so it was you had like two or three years of almost making it or not making it? I had one year of almost making it and then the next year I was like, oh, cool, like I got this and I just did horribly. And then the next year I was like, started the year, the shocker continued and I was just like over it. And then Parker, I had like a break or something, but I think there wasn't like another big contest for a while. And that was actually when I did my first uh, lifeguard stand at Tavarua. Mm. I went for like two months and just, I felt like it kind of, had been like doing that's so focused on the contest thing i was like almost kind of lost my love for like just surfing yeah and when i went there i was like oh i was like this is what it's all about i just like got in such a good headspace after that and then i I, don't, I just went out and did the kept doing the qs and i was like boom i was like result 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 freaking went to, crazy? yeah i was like went to hawaii with like a pretty good shot at qualifying but i needed i didn't do it at Haleiwa and then at sunset I just had this like weird feeling that I was like gonna make it happen and I did I made the semis and yeah God made it by like one heat or whatever I got fifth in that and yeah I was going out and they didn't tell me I was like going out for the semis because when I made it past the quarters the WS or ASP whatever it was at that time was like trying to tell me like Al Hunt was like you qualified and like I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't know. Yeah, and it like, all depends on everybody. Yeah, because there, there was all these other guys still going that were like there. I was like, he's the mathematician now. Like, yeah, and turns out though, like I hadn't yet. So and my <laughs> grandpa had done all the math at home, and it turned out like when I was going out in the semi, they knew that if I got third instead of fourth, I like passed two guys on the on the ratings, and I was like for sure gonna make it. But if I got fourth, then the other people that were still going could pass me. Oh, shit. And so they didn't know it, if they should tell me, like, you need to get at least third place yeah. in this heat. Oh so, like, gosh. if you're in fourth, try to get third. And whatever. It turned out that I got third in the heat and made it. <laughs> yeah. Heavy. Okay, game changer. Yeah, right yeah. It's a game changer. That was a huge celebration. Like, gotta be, right? Like, I'm oh, on yeah. tour next I year. I think I pissed my bed that night. I did it. Like, we thought, I thought Parker peed on me, but I think I just pissed myself. Because there's, there's like... A little, little too much celebration. Oh, yeah. Because there's some good waves on the on the QS, but it's not the tour. Yeah. It's not no, the same spot. Like, and, I mean, everything. Like, at that point, you know, it's like, that's that had been my yeah. dream and my goal since I wanted to be a pro surfer pretty yeah. much was like okay like i, I want to get on the tour yeah and i came close and then i botched it yeah and then i was like okay like i don't know how many 
more years I could slog it out on the yeah. QS, you know, and then like, you know, sponsors, like all your, you know, your contracts go way up if you make it. And it's like pretty big deal. It's kind of, I think a stamp of approval of like being a pro surfer and make it on the tour. So what was, uh, Chloe already on tour? Chloe was on tour. Yeah. yeah. He got on, he, he qualified so young. I yeah. think he'd been on that must have played years. tricks on your mind too. Like, not that. really like I don't know Chloe was so good at competing and such yeah. a good surfer you know and had so, like you know been just you Grown, know just yeah. dialing him in yeah. you know it was inevitable like there was no way whereas I think for me it like competing didn't come as naturally like it did when I was younger and then I kind of just like you know even when you're a teenager you go through all that whatever shit you'd kind of change and like Dane I looked up to Dane and he was like fuck contests so I was kind of like yeah like contests aren't that cool and yeah whatever you know so but I wanted like deep down I really wanted to be on tour always so I had to kind of just like shift now were you working with coaches then I so yeah somewhere along there I I worked with Gurr for a couple years I met him through my uncle my uncle like film my uncle's a uh, movie director so they had done a project together and um and Gurr had hit him up and was like, hey, like, you're, you know, your nephew's ripped. Like, I, I think I could help him, whatever. So we connected and, yeah, he was so classic to work with Gurr. And <laughs> I learned a ton from him. Like, he's just, I've never talked to anyone who's so into, like, all these finite, like, minuscule details of surfing and, like, yeah. so yeah. passionate about it. And he had the unique ability to translate that, you know, and help, like, my surfing went up you know a lot yeah. of a lot of levels working with him yeah. for sure he's so animated yeah. at the same time and just so psyched but yeah. like yeah he's a he's a master craftsman in, yeah. in regards to like technique and like yeah and like the way the body moves like you want to like, throw spray it's yeah. like you know not, you got just turn up here and you know hold that line and yeah. all yeah. sorts of little things and just like uh I mean, I, like I said, I never even talked to anyone. I felt like I had like a fraction of what the knowledge that that guy has. Yeah. It's crazy. Like the amount of detail he's like, and time he spent bringing it all down and like how to do certain things is pretty yeah. crazy. I mean, I still like, it was almost too much to absorb. Like, yeah. you know, it was almost at times I was like, whoa, there's but his, so like, much there. His work but, ethic and his yeah. mindset is so just one of those that are just... It's so hyper focused and yeah. driven, and it's like and loves and it. And he's like loves so it. passionate yeah. about it. And he's yeah. like really sees the art form in surfing. So we really connected on that, you know. And like, yeah. but he really helped me bring out like the best parts of my surfing. I think that was you know what Kerr really, whatever he saw in me and like the potential that he felt like I had. Like he helped me get it yeah. somewhere, you know. Did Which you... is important. Sometimes it's just you know another another you know voice voice like yeah. kind of you know, the confidence but also like i mean where you're not seeing is... the struggles like somebody to critique you outside of you and yeah you know the only way to get better is to watch yourself on video like a lot yeah. and watch everybody else and you know the, the nuances that you're like shoot why did i do that there yeah. or you know maybe, maybe it's a little board change or a little bit more foam or a little inch longer you know there's yeah there's so many little factors that could really elevate like the surfing overall yeah so we had a lot of fun it was cool and to hear stuff from Gerlach and you watch Gur surf you're like the fucking guy's got so much style oh so much style in and out of water yeah and I love the old videos he's so funny and like articulate and you can't help but like be in awe of of him and and yeah it's it's we we, I went out I was fortunate to go on a few trips with him yes and 
just like you said, like just so fun to be around and so like entertaining yeah. and but you know, like he again going back to like his work ethic, he's up an hour before everybody. He's, he's already, a real late night. He's already done like his <laughs> his stretches and his workout and stuff and then you know, he's first in the water and he knows not to over surf and surf for three hours, come in and have some you know, yeah. coffee and some water, you know, like yeah. he, he just, yeah, you know, I guess it's maturity balance. and balance and knowing like your body, but also not like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it was fun. But then he could party harder than yeah. everyone too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We're throwing back a lot of beers yeah. and yeah. He, yeah. Did He's you ever his... have a manager or a handler uh, or? Yeah. Yeah. I have, I still have the same manager that I've had oh, wow. my whole career. Um, Blair Marlin. I don't know if you guys know. Blair. Dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Been trying to get him on the podcast. Yeah, got him on here. Like the fish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the fish. I saw, yeah. I saw him in Hawaii over Easter break. We were over there. Yeah. Pull him and we saw him at the snap premiere. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Blair's epic. Uh, Dude. like we've been, I, so I started like whatever my parents didn't know shit. My mom was kind of like doing our contracts. Yeah. You know, she yeah. was like, they're in construction my dad's a contractor so she did a lot of like the you know kind of construction contract stuff mm-hmm. and then my grandpa her dad was a like a lawyer um and so he would kind of like read through their contracts or whatever and then kind of got to the point when i was like 15 or something and all of a sudden you know it's like a little bit more money my mom was like i don't know what i'm doing like yeah i don't really want to be like the momager like this kind of sucks like yeah and and a couple people had kind of like a approached us and like i'm not gonna name any names but they're just weird and i was like i'm not like yeah i don't trust like this guy doesn't get it like this guy's like kook so yeah and then i met blair through blair i met him down at the beach at trestles actually one day he was with dane for the um, he was doing he was was managing dane and andy and bruce and um he had uh him and my dad and i started talking at the contest at lowers i think i was surfing in the pro junior and we kind of just hit it off, like, and he he didn't have any kids at that, like, younger kids at yeah. that point. I don't really think he wanted to. And uh, we kind of just became friends, and, like, I talked to him a lot, and I'd kind of just ask him questions. And then I think, like, a year or two went by, and I was kind of like, I finally was like, hey, Blair, like, will you manage me? Or maybe he asked, I forget how it worked. But yeah. it just felt super natural. And, yeah. like, I'd gotten to know him well enough to where I felt like he was just a good guy, and then obviously he was good at what he did. And, yeah. Like, he had my favorite surfers on his team, so I was like, why would I not work with this guy? Yeah, <laughs> so, well, you got to have that knowledge of, you know, what companies, you know. Yeah. You know, if you don't know, like, your mom, like, she's like, well, I don't know if you're getting low-balled or if that's good money. Or, you yeah. know, I don't know, like, what other people, like, to have somebody in your corner that is managing other people. Uh, it's cool, with- easy to work with, but, like, you, you, you have the confidence, like, this guy's going to, you know. Yeah. Let's do right. And I never felt like like Blair, I could tell he was like one of those guys who's gonna like try to take advantage of me or like yeah. make me do weird shit. It was like he got it and like, you know, I looked at Andy and Bruce and Dana, I was like, Well yeah, and like and then instantly by like him backing me, it was like, you know, I got to go on trips with Surfing Mag and I got to be in Kai Neville's films and got to go on a you know, do yeah. shit with Dane and this and that and it was like boom, it was like it was just opened so many doors. Yeah. So I mean that was, I felt like the biggest benefit of like being with Blair besides just like getting, he's a good friend. We talk about like over the years, you know, everything like, yeah, he probably knows more we, about me than anyone. <laughs> we always kind of point out how awesome it is when a person you deal with, you like, yeah. And the person is authentic yeah, in what they do. And you know, you, you share the same passion, right? Totally. Surfing is the passion. Yeah. And he's a full on surfer. He's 
probably an ex-pro too, but it's rad that you know he's made a name for himself and made a niche in in being an agent and yeah. like helping guys like you totally. and like the stable of fucking horses he has. Yeah, you know, like you said, it it opens doors. Totally, like, you're yeah. on the scene. You're you are managed by Blair Marlin. Holy shit! Like, yeah, you got to add a zero to that fucking contract. Yeah, it was like no, I mean, it was, and the opportunities I got because like Blair would vouch for me were huge. Yeah, yeah, it was super cool. So I, yeah, so grateful for everything he's done for me. I think he's gonna he's gonna actually manage our podcast for us. Yeah, so perfect. Yeah. Out of zero, out two zeros. <laughs> Come on, dude. Yeah, hook us up. No, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I've I've known Blair and he's an awesome dude, a long time friend, and he, you know, he was grim. He he was a great surfer, but he went the industry route real early. Yeah. You know, yeah. trans world and. You know, working with, you know, like the inside, you know, of the game. Totally. Where he, he has a lot of knowledge. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Sunset, back to Sunset, you, you got your there pants. in that heat, you made yeah. it. You made it to the CT? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, and you so had a big what? celebration, you peed your bed. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's a couple, you know, a couple months of downtime, right? So you like you hang in Hawaii probably for through the holidays and no, I think we came straight back. We I think we were there for a couple of days, and then came home and a bunch of my friends and family threw me like a congrats party at home. That was nice. cool. And then I think that actually was like 2016, and it was El Nino winter, and the waves pumped at home. Like the waves were so good. And it was six, so I got to surf like a ton in the lead up to the start of the tour, which was nice. And uh, yeah, I started doing the tour. Shit, and, and, seven yeah, years later. So, yeah. what's, so what's the plan? Because you know, here you are, you're traveling with your, your brother and maybe a, a group of peers on the QS, and now you're like on the CT. Now you got like, like who? How do you do? You, you partner up with the Rip Curl crew? Like, well, I was riding for Hurley. I was a Hurley that still, early. Yeah. So I was. I, I don't. I took. Well, my buddy Ryan Perry. He filmed my brother and I for like years, uh, and so he was kind of like my right hand man. We. He's like, I'm going. Yeah, he's. I brought him with me to Australia, and we did the whole leg. My parents came to Bells and West Oz, I think, that year. So nice. Kind of just most mostly did it with him, and then and then Ger maybe came to like one event that year, maybe Trestles, but he was pretty busy and wasn't like you know traveling as much. So I kind of just shit. I guess I did it with him, and yeah, like my brother came a little bit. Yeah. I didn't have maybe as much of a strategy as I should have. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you did pretty pretty well on your first uh, year, I some, didn't you? I had, I had some good, like, bells. I got fifth. I had a couple of good heats. Like, and you got your second in Portugal? Yeah, I beat, like, Joel and Mick in a heat. Or Joel, and then I beat Mick and Jordy in a heat. That was cool. And then got fifth. I started good. I had, like, a ninth and a fifth. I was, like, second in the world after the first two contests. Yeah. And then it's just... kind of mind-blowing. Yeah, it went downhill quick from there. <laughs> And then I like I got last, and then I got last, and then I got last, and then I got last. I was like, "Holy shit! How did it start so easy?" And now I'm like, getting yeah. last again. And uh, and then yeah, I, I went to Portugal. I got second, and that was like the solidifier. Yeah, it was like good. And was then, that second to John John? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I almost I was like I think I lost to Kelly at the Pipe Masters by like point one, and I needed if I made that heat, I would have gotten Rookie of the Year. So that would have been kind of cool, but. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, we got a good heat. I need like a nine one four. I got a nine point one at like twenty no. seconds left. Yeah, huh. yeah. It was like one of the two judges gave it to me and one didn't, and I was like, "Fuck!" That is the so goat nice. had favoritism. Yeah, 
That's what I told the him. Goat had I don't think he liked it too much. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, he knows every calculation. Talk about Al Hunt knowing everything. Yeah. That yeah. guy knows yeah. every position everybody's at at all times. Yeah. So you made it to the fucking big leagues. Um, and you're starting to surf against the guys you said, Mick, freaking Kelly. Yeah, how, Joel. And how much guys. of a, a head spin is that? It was crazy. Yeah, like I had... I was more starstruck than anything. And then I was, like, getting to hang out with them. You know? Yeah. I was, like, after the contest, having beers with Mick and Joel and stuff. I was, like, this is insane. <laughs> like, this is the sickest thing ever. So, I've, I definitely, like, after I did good at those first two contests, I was, like, whoa, this is so epic. I, like, wanted, I like, held on to that feeling of wanting to be on tour so bad that I think I I screwed myself and just yeah. started yeah. not, you know, doing as well. But um, it was really cool. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, a lot of a lot of fun times, a lot of stories, a lot of good heats. Yeah, a lot of ups and a lot of hard times too. You know that I've had to fight through. So, but you know, I think all that just you learn so much about yourself. I've been, you know, I just challenged myself time and time again and had to dig deep and uh, overcome you know those little challenges and obstacles. It's yeah. sick. I mean, it just makes you a better person. I think. What was your What's your favorite spot to compete in? My favorite spot to compete is probably pipe. Pipe. Yeah. Most prestigious or just yeah. the, the I don't know. arena? It's just the arena and it's pipe and it's, it's cut, like cutthroat. Like yeah. like winning if I could win one contest that would have would would have been or would be hopefully the pipe masters. Yeah. yeah. Um but I love like J Bay was sick too. Yes. Like I had some really fun times there. Bell's is actually like probably one of the coolest spots to compete to i think just the history and the Set like the natural and... amphitheater is insane yeah um yeah i mean because you i mean you have everything yeah you, you have ex- all the bag your bag of tricks is full of everything yeah you've yeah, excelled in good like... airs, but it's like funny on tour you know there's the heats that come down every once in a while like Italo does some fucking huge air and gets a 10 or gabriel but most of the heats, it's like you're surfing good enough waves where you can get scores with big turns or tubes. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I actually don't really, you know, think that they come into play that often. More now, I feel like there's more events have been happening in shittier ways more often now. But it um, has been yeah. really shitty. Lately. Yeah. So anyway, dude, Gland was such a letdown. Yeah, I haven't even. You know, it's so weird since I since I didn't make the cut, and it's not like some out of spite thing. I haven't watched a heat like. You haven't missed anything. I, well, that's, I think, it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's so weird to me. I'm like, the contest, like, I don't know, whatever, traveling, busy, and like, the time thing's weird, and then I'm like, oh, the contest is on, but I'm like, I'm going surfing, and then I go to turn it on, it's like off, and then the contest is over. I'm like, holy shit, yeah. it started yesterday, and it's already over. Like, there's so few people on there. Yeah. It goes by so quick. I'm yeah. like, oh, it's already the quarterfinals, and then I'm like, Oh, someone won. Certain certain events being the time zones definitely throw, you know, like it'll come on and it's like 10 o'clock at night. And I'm yeah. like, I get like two heats and I'm like fucking out, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I'm like, and then I have to wake up and I'm like, I totally forget. And then I'm like, yeah. then I'll get, yeah, some loop in the, you know, social media. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. I freaking passed out. I yeah. forgot. And I go look back, see if Watch my fantasy won. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I get I smoked know. every time I'm sucking. Yeah. Me too. But yeah, I mean the, the, the tour, you know, there's a lot of good waves and, you know, I, I think, you know, mixing it up on tour, like new locations is always, always good. Make it yeah. fresh. Even last different. year, like the COVID year, even though it wasn't like we went to Newcastle and Narrabeen and like kind of random spots, but it was cool. Yeah. Like Rottnest, like no one had ever even like good yeah. surfed there. Rottnest, right? Uh, yeah. I made the quarters. Yeah. yeah. And Narrabeen, I got second, which was funny because they were kind of like beach breaky waves. Yeah. Or whatever. But it was kind of cool just going to 
new spots, you yeah. know, it's like level playing field or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you go to, I mean, nobody's, like, G-Land, you know, we just brought that up, and yeah. it hasn't been an event in 20-something yeah. years. Yeah, you know, it's so sick. That's just so, so hard about surfing. It's like, you go to G-Land, you're like, fuck yeah, people are going to be getting 10-second tubes, and then it's, like, head high and, like, rippable, and it's cool, but it's almost like the expectation, like, tarnishes what you end up getting sometimes. Shit, the Uluwatu footage from, like, the week before of everybody training was better than G-Land. I yeah. was like, dude, like... When, when they were surfing at G-Land before the contest, the waves were fucking firing. Firing, yeah. yeah. That's so it's so hard about the sport, and then like, they've made all the waiting periods shorter. And it's like shit. Like they're not. Getting I don't know. Everyone. Yeah. I just feel like we watch. Like everyone's more fired up when the waves are good. Like the surfers are more fired up. People watching are more fired up. Yeah, it's definitely. Like, if you can figure out how to just get us in good waves more often, it'd be so it'd be pretty cool. So seven years on the CT. Lap this past year is a bummer. Um, when they announced the the whole cutoff thing. What was your thoughts on it? Uh, I wasn't a fan. Like, I just, I don't think it's, I don't think having less people is good for the sport. I think that, you know, like, we have, we lost Leo on tour and Federico and, like, we want the sport, you want the sport to grow is we need these people from all these different countries around the world. Like, Italians are fanatics about sport, you know, yeah. and like, Portuguese and they love it and Portugal is like one of the biggest we go there that's like one of the biggest events all year as far as crowds and stuff yeah. so yeah i don't know i just think like if you want to grow sport you kind of can't really have like 16 people on the tour 10 girls whatever it is so yeah i think it's kind of weird and i just i think that surfing too it's like you know it's really easy to have five events that just sort of kind of like don't go your way you know it's goes by quick yeah 10 you know it's felt like 10 yeah. events was a bit more of like a you got a good <laughs> sense of how everyone surfed that year you yeah know? Maybe you, eight or something. Maybe you could cut it after seven or eight. But you, yeah. luckily for you, you've had seven years on it, right? Yeah. And think about the guys that just came on. Yeah, like the Liam O'Briens and the Carlos's. They didn't even surf an event this year. Yeah. Well, Carlos surfed a couple of heats and yeah. his shoulder, and then it's like boom, done. You're gone. Yeah. yeah. And now, he, now he's only at El Salvador because of a wild injury, card. Wild card, yeah. injury yeah. wild card. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't get. They only had two injury wild cards for next year, so it's Yago and Gabriel. So Liam and Carlos, they never even, they got to go qualify on the QS again. Yeah. You know, whereas like in years past, you know, maybe you missed four or five events, but you could still throw two out and surf five more events, you know, and if you were good, you you could still requalify. So, yeah, I mean, I get it. It's like they're trying to figure out a way to like make surfing a commercially viable sport. The business keeps losing money, so they got to do something. But yeah. I don't know if this, I just don't really think that this is the, this is the answer. Yeah. But, Maybe I'm, I, I mean, prove me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at, at this point, like they're they're cutting down the athletes to a point to where it's it's almost like a, a challenger event. They might as well just run like the old school. Like I don't know if you saw the old Billabong challengers. They invite, I think, twelve dudes. Those yeah, so you know, sick. and it was like the best free surfer, whether it's you know Brendan Margenson or yeah. like Aki, and it'd be Sunny, it'd be Shane Dorian, it'd be Kelly, it'd be Rob, yeah, it'd be Johnny Boy, it'd be freaking like at the gnarliest wave and they're like you know what like that you win the heat it's five grand yeah you know you win yeah, the heat feels... then it goes the next round and you win it's 10 grand and then like you win the event it's like you know like yeah it's real money but yeah it's like it's a heat you know yeah. but it's yeah you got an hour it feels more like like an exhibition style thing or something right? yeah but I guess if the challenger gets better because of it and they can go to better places and that tour grows and stuff and it helps 
the pipeline, you know, yeah. would be good. But it's just sort of weird. I think, I think the whole surfing world and competing seems like it's a, just kind of like a weird crossroads. I think, yeah. Right well, now. just the industry in in general, like it's changed so we, much so we, fast. We yeah. talk to you know, deal with all the surf shops and and, and uh, retail up and down the coast, and you know, businesses been great since covid you know yeah. like surfing's really flourished yeah you got the olympics you, you know you you had to be outdoors and surfing and any most outdoor yeah. activities have really saw a big a big spike and then you look at like the guys on the challenger series or you know the jacks pro the us open any of the events that we get to see personally or you know they, they had the, the the super bank you know on gold coast yeah half the guys don't even have logos on their boards yeah no yeah. one and no. like like, and I don't understand like I, I mean I've been super lucky to have like good sponsors and like you know back when like like I made more money from my sponsors before I got on tour than I like pretty much do now <laughs> yeah and I just got you know like like surfing that was yeah. the heyday you know that was like that I caught the t- coattails of that so I've been like super lucky but like I don't know how these how guys do it like yeah. it's crazy I mean you go to a challenger series unless you make the quarters or the semis like you're probably you know out of pocket yeah and like if you don't have a sponsor like i just don't i don't yeah, know how they, they got how these they guys got, are doing it you know go go fund me rich parents or they're laying yeah. brick and digging ditches on the off season you know yeah. like having a side hustle yeah it's, um, it's a bummer because it's like we all love like that's what i was the surfers rep for the tour and it's like i, I want like nothing more than for the surfing to succeed so that everyone could you know it's yeah. like what why are we all doing what we do you guys are doing because you love surfing you want to make a living in the surf industry like, yeah. same as me yeah i just wanted to be a surfer as a kid like yeah. make a living out of it whether Definitely. however it panned out but yeah. it's like you know it just sucks to feel like it's getting smaller but it feels like the sport's Growing. getting bigger yeah. and more people are surfing there's definitely kind of more of weird. an audience for surfing yeah. because of covid right yeah. and now how do we retain that yeah and how do we sustain it right yeah but like going back to, you know, the the CT and how many people, it, it's a bummer because like, I feel like when there's waves, right, and when there's everybody con- wins when it's contestable waves yeah. and there's something to watch and exciting, yeah, you you don't have to do anything, you yeah. know what I mean? You just let the fucking winners win and yeah, in good ways, yeah, totally. Because like and so many not people in good ways, and it, it just people start like oh this yeah and this is nitpicking. wrong this you know, is it's wrong. like that's the formula wrong. is there yeah got you get there's so many good surfers yeah you know whether the number's 32 or 44 or 20, whatever yeah. yeah okay we get it but and it's got to be in good surf totally yeah i i trip because you know the corporate world right in the 70s when you look at old footage and pictures in the mags because we talked about this before, it was like non-endemic companies that were sponsoring it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like your Smirnoff, yeah. or Coca-Cola, or Budweiser. Or then, Budweiser, yeah. yeah. So, Corona. I think I think the industry, this WCT or whoever, has to attract those people again. Yeah. And show them that hey, this is a viable sport to yeah. sponsor. Yeah. Right. Like get back in here totally. and help. You know help oh, yeah, uh, this thing promote it or we'll promote you through this yeah because like we said surfing audience has gotten well, big yeah and you need the underdog you need some underdogs yeah. that really shine you need that those top one and two to have some rivalries you know you look back and like yeah you know the 90s and it was like like in you know, Mars day it right? was like kelly yeah. and rob or kelly and beshin you yeah. know and then it was like the Kel- bud pro tour yeah that was fucking huge yeah 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 that was sick that was just in california to, uh, so when are we yeah. gonna 
Yeah. Are we going to announce the 805 tour? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, I think it's there's there's probably a place for some other, and it might be healthy. You know, I don't know. Yeah. No, I think some other stuff going on. But you know, the sur- you know the the surfing rivalry you know having guys battle and you know like kelly and andy you know for the few years and mick and you know had his run and parko was right in the mix and taught you know there's all these high caliber and then jordy and julian and and now you got italo and and gabe and and philippe and there's a really good mix but you know when there's injuries or gabe takes off or you know yeah john john's hurt and you don't get a full year of the best John guys John. and the best waves. It, yeah. it, it does hurt ratings and it hurts, yeah. you know, like the, you know, all everybody, it trickles down, you yeah. know, through, through everybody, you know, yeah, for sure. Cause even if you do well or not, like, yeah, it, I watched that challenger series. Uh, where was that at? Snapper. Snap. Yeah. Well, no, not, not the snapper one. Yeah. The yeah. manly one where we, uh, Rio, Rio. Yeah. Dude, the waves weren't epic. But fuck, those guys were ripping. Yeah, that was like those guys were surfing so good that last day. Exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, was it Michael Rodriguez versus? Yeah, uh, that was nuts, dude. Yeah. Nuts. yeah, the guy started off with a nine something and yeah. then an eight something, and yeah. I mean, it was over in the first seven minutes. Yeah, and then Rio just kept working, and then bam, crazy. And he went. I mean, Ryan Callahan. Yeah, I don't know how to say his last Callahan. name. Callahan. Yeah, he was winning that freaking final. Yeah. With big scores, and then Rio came back and smashed him. That so was like, crazy, yeah. I mean, the level of surfing these days it's is crazy. crazy, yeah. yeah. So the surfing, that's why I think it just sucks. It's like the pool doesn't need to be smaller. If anything, it probably needs to be bigger because everyone's yeah. fucking ripping. Yeah. So, you know, we're taking... Yeah, how are we going to know about people like Rio if he's yeah. not on the main stage? You know, yeah. take take the top 16 of the challenger and then and then do, do them at the CT as like a wild card. You know, like, hey, you guys battle it out. You yeah. know, there's two spots, yeah. you know, like the, way, a, the way they used to do it before. I think we talked about is trials. Yeah, that's what oh, I mean. Yeah. Like you do, yeah. a tri- you do a trials, you, you know, you bring yeah. people up and let them shine. I mean, you look at, you know, Baron, you know, like yeah. he got brought up through Hawaii because he got the wild card and then he dominated and now he's he's on, you yeah. know, like that doesn't happen often or yeah. enough, yeah. you know, but yeah, yeah it, it, you definitely need to pave the way for the guys that have put in the time and, and you know obviously rip but at the end of the day it's so you surf going back to seaster you you uh rode for hurley for like 15 years yeah 13 13 13 years years, and then made the transition to rip curl yeah and was that that was a big deal yeah it was well hurley was kind of like transitioning downhill that's right i guess at that point like that nike had a couple years earlier, like combined there, they got rid of Nike surf. So then they dumped all the Nike surf team into Hurley and you could kind of just, I'd been there long enough. I was like, I saw the writing on the walls. Yeah. Well, now they're spending however many tens of millions of dollars on like athletes. Some, some of us are going to be gone. Yeah. Be gone you yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. And it, sure enough, it was like, Oh, someone says contract. I've gone. Someone says, and I was like, Oh, the line's coming up pretty soon. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of weird. I was like, well, we like, was was great like, well, I want to keep you, but like, I kind of can. Yeah. And so, yeah, it just worked out. I was super fortunate that like Rip Curl needed someone at the yeah. time and they were willing to pick me up. And yeah, it was, was a good, a it was a good time to transition because like how I stayed at Hurley, which I could have stayed for something, but after a little while, they, that was when that group came in and bought them and just kind of yeah. like dissolved it. 
or did whatever. Yeah, they, they almost went to too extreme, and now it feels like they're kind of they're, climbing back in yeah. and doing events and more athletes. I see more more stickers on the yeah, boards yeah. and stuff. They and, were gonna do nothing, and then yeah. they're like, "Well, I think the surf industry said, well, if we if you do that, like, we're not gonna buy Hurley shit from you. Yeah. Like, yeah, you might as well go do something else." And so they were like, "Oh, okay, we we'll still need some athletes." But no, it was a good time. And hopefully, it's not a sensitive subject. But you were on CIs for fucking ever. Yeah, longer than that. <laughs> that's <laughs> uh, not a sensitive subject to me but i think it might be for some people yeah <laughs> but, but yeah i mean it's you're still riding jss yeah, right? yeah 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 that was i mean that was the probably one of the hardest decisions i've made in my career was like okay holy shit i've been with these guys that made me great boards for a really long time and um yeah just you know i think that there was just something like kind of I've been doing the tour and I was like, I need something like I, something. Again, I was just missing something, yeah. you know, a new spark. Exactly. Yeah. And I got on his boards and just was like, whoa, I kind of felt like a new level to my surfing. And yeah, and I really didn't want to leave CI though. I was like, man, like I'm a pretty, I'm a super loyal person. I was yeah. like, I don't want to do this. My buddy was shaping my boards, but you know, he'd been going through some stuff like personal and family stuff. And it was just like not flowing there. And, um, like I, I gave those guys like a little while and we worked super hard at it. And I just, I, there was one day I wrote this board that Jason had made me and I was like, holy shit. It was like, that thing was, I just thought like the, it was like some of the best I've ever surfed. And I was like, I need to just do this. I was like, it was just yeah. became like that day. I was like, if I don't do it right now, I'm going to like, I'm going to like wish, I feel like I'm always going to be like, yeah, I want my might change your like mind. this. Yeah. And yeah. You got to pull was, off the bandaid. Yeah. It was hard. Like those guys were super bummed and. I mean, I was kind of bummed, but I was also, like, stoked and excited. But I tried to be as, like, respectful and handle it the best I, way I knew that I could. And, and I can say pretty confidently that I did. So, you know, yeah, I, that's I got you, some that's all you can. It, but it was, like, all I could do, you know. And at the end of the day, like, your career it's, as an athlete's short. And you got to do what's best for yeah, that, it, you know. But Absolutely. It's an, it's a, but a yeah. surfer shaper or surfer shaper, comp, it's a very intimate, like, yeah you know the yeah. relationship Rela- yeah, like, yeah like the relationship is like it's well it's they want the best because it's super personal to them the harder you rip the better they they feel and do and you know it's like the it's, greatest it's super surfers, sensitive yeah i mean even kelly slater right like that fucking guy rode for merrick forever until he's bought firewire yeah right? And he always had different boards too. Like yeah. he gets one on Simon's and you know, yeah, Morris. That's true. Yeah. He, he is always on different yeah, boards. Yeah, everyone. But you like know, Andy, all the you know, Tom, everyone. You can't. It's hard to just ride one. It's like, yeah, yeah. especially like what you said. You know, the, your short span of being a productive, making money at professional surfing is a short window. Yeah. And honestly, like a lot of that, you can train as hard as you can and diet and all that stuff and mental, mentally be right for surf for your prime surfing yeah but sometimes like there's something in your head that like you know the yeah. boards you yeah know? surfing is half mental and for sure and half yeah. physical and that's been sick like it's been super fun working with him and yeah you know he's shaped for a lot of good guys really freaking good surfers yeah. and a lot of world titles so a ton of experience and boards work really good so yeah yeah awesome. it's been cool yeah yeah well yeah. we we like boards and yeah. we like yeah we love surfboards <laughs> yeah, right yeah so it's like a kid like oh, you know yeah. you get a board and the smile and you just 
Yeah. Like you look, put it under your arm, you look at it, and you're like, man, I just hope this is my magic carpet right here. I hope yeah. this is my dream board. Speaking of Blair, I might he might kill me if I don't get get on the road on, soon. At some point. Okay. Yeah, yeah um, sorry. I don't I can sit here and do this for hours. I know. Dude. No, we appreciate it. Just just a quick follow-up. Um, you know, um Loose Towels, your your co-founder. Yeah. Um, we, that's been fun. I like always wanted ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to like be a part of a company. A brand, a yeah, brand. A brand and um it kind of came like about where i kind of wrote for him for a while and things weren't working out too well and so i kind of came in with like a few buddies and we got more involved and kind of helped relaunch help those guys relaunch it during awesome. covid so yeah it's been fun like i guess my whole goal with being involved in it's like obviously like create a company that brand that's successful but like i, I want to be able to sponsor kids and like give back you know give back and yeah. be yeah. able to do cool things and support the surf community through a company so that's the goal and you know awesome, we're taking yeah. taking steps to get there but you know what yeah. i mean i think we're in a, a new era of surfer owned or just you know like i mean this, you look at the skate industry or snow everybody you know and jay larson is figure. the southern california ref he for is we got the we, apparently we got the best man around yeah <laughs> besides chalky of course second yeah. best, yeah. Yeah. Second best. Second yeah. best. <laughs> this guy over here hustler yeah. no um, no no but, i'm super stoked and like i said i i, I think there's a you know you know, a pendle change of like, you know, with surfer owned or athlete owned, not just surfing, but yeah, you know, I think the, the support, you know, within the industry and, yeah. you know, as long as the product's good and, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, it could ship on time and all the, all the other stuff that goes along with running the business, but yeah. people are, are fond about, you know, supporting people with it. So totally. that's yeah. cool. Congrats on Thank that. you guys Authenticity for the and, yeah. yeah. But I think that's what it's all like for me. I love surfing. I love the surf industry and like, I just want to, have a part of it, you know, or be a part of it and be yeah. able to give back to the well, yeah, kids I mean, and stuff people out, We hope so. you're on tour for another 10, 15 years, but you know, <laughs> I, that's don't, not... I don't want to do it for 10 more years, but, maybe but three or four. Though. The goal though <laughs> is to get back on the CT, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm going to give it, I got the seed and the challenges this year. So sick. I'm going to do, I did, I got the fifth at snapper and go down to Belito and then us open. Sweet. There's some good, the events are pretty good. So yeah, yeah. leg and then Hollyva in Brazil. So yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. Cool. I'm getting fired up. You're one of the guys for Rip Curl. Yep. And you ride JS, surfboards. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, he's, yeah. he's got a lot of, everybody knows who he is. 805. 805, yeah. 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 I got know? some beers for you guys in the car. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, we like beer. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, well, I'm trying you. to think too many now since I'm back on the QS. I got to stay light. You know? Yeah. <laughs> stay right. fighting weight. <laughs> it's, it's a grind. Well, yeah. uh, win It'll some heats. Hell yeah. Yeah. Thank well, you. thank you guys for having me. Dude, this thank you fun. for sitting with us. We probably could have done the longest podcast episode if I didn't have to go. Uh, no, that. there's yeah, it's it's we could have hit on a lot more stuff, but yeah, we we'll have to do another take two. Let's Let's do it. Take when you make when you make the tour and we yeah. have something to celebrate. And yeah, that's good. Yeah, cool. Well, thank, thank you, you Connor Seaster Coffee. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Peace, Leche Boy. Yeah. Bonsai Bulls, hands down the best bulls. Period. Seven locations: two in Hawaii, five in Southern California. Bonsai Bulls, go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill. Clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family-owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check out their website, calientesouthwest.com for all your party pack and catering needs. You could also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients.
no sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen. The best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen. It's been around since the sun. Shade, Shade. Sunscreen. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Fuwax is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Fuwax. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at InherentBummer.com. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.